0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Tonaries Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my good friend Timmy Lang. Hi everyone. And Rowan is on the decks. and this week we've another Sousaider that seem to be taking <laughs> over. we have got Rod and Brian Lenahan and Ty Hickey and uh but this one is Spike O'Sullivan, Gary O'Sullivan, boxer, um, from Man. How are you keeping? Great, James, by
2: yourself.
1: Thanks a million for coming on the podcast, I'm great. Um, so delighted to have you here, so, you know, I'm a fan and I follow you on Thanks. Twitter. you um, so am I. You're, you've got I. Nice you've got a great relationship with your followers on Twitter, don't you? We do, like, yeah. you, You've a lot of engagement.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, it kind of comes simple enough to me, like, it comes easy and... Uh, yeah. You know, I'm sure, from man and uh, yeah. working class fella
3: like and uh, yeah. Gerard Morris actually another fella sound sold nice like soldiers Yeah, like, sort of like, the up my head, big time, mate. You know all his family. Yeah, Gerard. Yeah, it says it actually says a lot that you interact with, with a lot of your followers like that. It says a lot about you as a person. You know, it says like that. It doesn't matter where you are in life; that you're still yourself. You're still people's person like you're 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 not going into your yeah. you're not going too far into your ego or anything like that you're still Spike O'Sullivan Gary O'Sullivan like all your neighbours and everybody A Man knows you
4: yeah. you know
2: oh definitely Geez, you're like not much has changed really yeah. for me and you personally like I don't feel any different to t- whoever did really like right? you yeah. know from, since i was walking around the street as a teenager Mahan, like I still, I still feel the same actually in fact I, i'm still very some of my very best friends are from Mahan, like and mm. uh obviously enough and uh we actually went for a walk there recently around man you know rolling back the years it's, mm. it's great like you know i really yeah. enjoyed it like it's brilliant yeah. we walked all our whole the haunts you know all around man they were only about two weeks ago just for the yeah kind of reminiscent just, I met a few yeah. lads who used to be hanging around with it from the teenagers. We have a WhatsApp group there, Old School Machen, it's called, yeah. and uh, we're great at cracking it like. Yeah. And uh, just putting a message, and we all met up
1: and uh, had a coffee and walked around with that script. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my uncle. He's uh, from Knocknaheney, but he's living in Dublin, years, And he was down there last, summer, now at this stage. And um, actually, when we were shooting a few photographs for the promotion of this initially when we just started it up he was down so we brought a man for a spin on yeah, but he's in his 50s now like and we were up by, um, down Nash's Boreen, down Fitzgerald's Park, the shaky Bridgely fields, and mm-hmm. just driving around the north side, and he would a story for every field we went in, <laughs> on. You know, he was with this one over here, and he fought this for the down there, but you know, I, I love hearing the old stories, and I love reminiscing, um, you know, about the past, but can you tell me what it was like growing up in Manning Few? um, and we in boxing since you were a child?
2: Yeah, my father started jeez, I seen the first pictures of myself with boxing gloves there, so about must be only about two years of age, you know, but I kinda of started training officially at <laughs> of five like, properly with my dad and my dad used to sit down on the um the mattress and uh I had a gum shield and he had a pair of gloves and I had and was he a boxer? My dad was a boxer, yeah. And he used to just uh, you know, get me into slipping the jab and countering him with body shots and whatnot and uh mm. I remember that to this day, like and uh I joined, uh, there was no boxing club. I was in the south side really at the time, so I joined the Glen. I predominantly boxed most of my life, like in the north side of the city. Uh, so I was in the Glen, not the Glen that you'd be thinking of no on the hill there. Mm. There was a soldier who used to run um, another boxing club in the Glen as well. It was called uh, St. Brendan's, underneath, I presume St. Brendan's Church, yeah. it was mm. called in the, in the Glen there. So I started boxing there when I was about seven and uh, boxed there for a few years. And then I went to Belgoolie actually for a while because it was what was the best club in Munster at the time. And the, most competition, the best baron, etc. And then the man that ran the club, Pat McCarty, um he got a big job offer in West Cork and he left and closed the club. So then I joined um, Sunnyside with uh, Kieran Joyce and was there for years, six, seven Huge years. Huge old like. history attached <clears> to that <left throat> club. There was, yeah, sure, it's yeah. the most um, successful boxing club in Cork like, mm-hmm. of all time. like went to the Olympics twice and Paul Buttermer and his brother Gordon fought some great fighters uh Roy Jones Jr and mm. he felt a few greats yeah.
1: like yeah and you know when you were um, a a young person coming up through the ranks did you have a natural talent for it like were you able to beat people your own size and your own age or is, is, this, is this something that you grew into
2: I think I did a relative among the talent I do believe that there was numerous guys with more talent with me than me even in Cork a lot of Northsiders they like very good boxers uh, you know over the years and I think um, I probably, I fair to say, I probably might have been the best. I beat the majority of them, like nearly everybody, really. But I think that they had more talent than me. I had a bit of talent, obviously, but I think it was just um, <clears throat> my dad's encouragement in particular um, mm. to trained very hard. I trained very, very hard. and trained harder and I was more dedicated than uh, yeah. my peers like. And yeah. I think that's what won the fights for me. And I really did train very hard and I was... You know, I, 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 I put it in like, and yeah. uh, just, just more enthusiastic and more determined. I think about it. Yeah. Then the, the lads might have better skills and stuff, but I nearly won't nearly beat them all. Like, and like
1: it shows as well. Like it doesn't matter. Um, how talented you are and we've spoken about this before it doesn't matter how talented you are but if you're coming from a home where maybe your parents are, aren't able to nurture that talent or bring your training um, or if you're getting caught up in drugs or uh, trouble in school these can all impact your performance in the rings, you know what I mean and it's having the talent but having the family behind you and having that drive is a big part of it you know and so many people yeah. we know to me, super talented mm-hmm. sports people from the north side and and the south side mm-hmm. That it just got wasted in the end because they went down the wrong path. You know, yeah. Um, was there ever danger of you going down the wrong path, or was the boxing the one thing that kept you kind of the the, the I suppose the, everybody talks about the discipline it gives you. I think it does give
2: you good discipline, right? And I got good, pretty good discipline from home, and uh, I was just very enthusiastic about sports in general. Myself, I just uh, remember I didn't have too much interest in school, really. You know, I was actually I didn't do too badly at school. Really, uh, I, I uh, packed it in after the juniors. ride. I was very eager just to work and make a few quid. And but I was more interested in the uh, sports. I I was just my memory of school mostly like was kind of I'd be looking out the window, like wanting to go and play football or whatever, like mm-hmm. just, or hurling. I Loved hurling as well. I just loved all sports. I like, was just a complete sports enthusiast. Uh, you know, so I think I was more oriented, oriented towards sport than yeah. than drugs or something like that. No, I like to drink and. I still do, you know. But I, I gave it up there for 13 months at one point, and it was probably the best I ever felt in my life. But um, I do enjoy a drink, like, and, uh,
1: you know.
3: You're a cock, man. Right? i an Irishman. We're known as... Probably the Does best that, drinkers
1: in the world there's <coughs> nothing wrong with a drink if no. it doesn't cause you any problems yeah. you know obviously you go periods where you are mm-hmm. so disciplined and you're in the best shape of your life and then you have a fight and then you're allowed to leave some steam off nothing at all wrong with it if I I could yeah. have one or two drinks and that would be the end of it I'd be drinking but I can't do that you know I yeah. try that and it always ends up in
3: court for some reason <laughs> <laughs> but when 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 did people start to notice you as a a real talent in boxing what age were you we, when you started winning titles and stuff I like you that
2: like I was uh, boxing for Ireland I was national champion like when I was a teenager like you know but uh, just, there's, there's national champions at every weight division like and at every age there was numerous champions like, us, and, like so mm. I, I don't think I don't think I was a complete standout fighter like really like I just yeah. as I say I don't think I was the most, most talented guy in the world I was pretty talented but I, my hard work was more sort of what kind of got me places like. Was and there
1: uh, any, anybody at national level that was like same age or same weight coming up with Char that was like a direct competitor for you?
2: Um, there was like there was, there was a few like you know, like Andy yeah. Lee was one of them, no, but he, he wasn't a direct competitor in that he was the same weight division of me, we were the same age and he was there. And there's another guy, Roy Sheen, I remember, and a guy, Eric Donovan, who I mentioned to you earlier, there, mm-hmm. right? he's from Kildare, right? he's a He's boxing
1: professionally now, and he's doing very well. Like, and uh, we've seen him boxing. Yeah. out, out uh, Eddie Holmes out remember? Yeah, Dillian White got knocked out by Pavicin.
3: Was he there?
1: Yeah, he fought. and oh. didn't of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's very good. Like, and yeah. uh, he's still at
2: it. Like, and he's had his trials and tribulations. Like, but he's uh, doing very well, and he's a, he's a good yeah. guy. And uh,
1: what an amazing country for producing boxing talent, aren't yeah. we?
2: Yeah, or like a smaller version of Mexico, really, we have yeah. less of a um, population, so obviously we're going to have less fighters, but uh,
1: I think the Mexicans and the Irish, like, and... Have you any theory why that is? I know, I know, like, in, in like, we produce a lot of traveller boxers, travelling, boxing is a big part of travelling culture, but, like, in wider Irish society, why, why why is boxing so popular, do you think, yeah? We've yeah. loads of other sports as well, you know?
2: I think we've got a lot of... Uh, you know, I was actually looking at a video there, I think, from around 1982 or something, like that, from the RT archives. Um, it was on about... the uh, Mahan was actually a trial uh, of what those were being built there, corporation houses. Trial kind of
3: communities. Like no, Knocknanias. Like knock-nainias yeah. now,
2: And there's numerous ones around the country now. But um, I think that's what uh, the kind of working-class area is like. You know, a lot of people like man like where I grew up like my recollection of growing up and there was a lot of street fighting going on like do you know, a lot of it, like, and you're always kind of a bit of anxiety walking around, like, you where your next flight's going to be, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
3: you probably five minutes' time, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you're walking around like you're on a flight mode constantly, the adrenaline is just ready to pump, like, that, that's it.
2: Like, yeah, so, I just, yeah, it was yeah. like, I, I'm sure it was like that in other parts of the country as well. And mm-hmm. my coach, Pastor Collins, only tweeted something there recently, and I thought he was spot on, but uh. There was a couple of uh, upsets all in one night on the boxing show. and you know, it was a Venezuelan man, a Mexican man. You know, they all caused upsets. And what he was um, kind of alluding to was um, just hard backgrounds, like growing up mm-hmm. in tough times, like, you know, tough times make tough men, like, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. so I think that's why we have a lot of mm-hmm. good fighters. Thank like you. Predominantly, yeah. like, like the most of these good fighters come from, they're not, they're not coming from, no respect like, but they're come come from Montnaty. You yeah. know what I mean? They're mm. they're from Mahon and Mayfield and yeah, you know, Knocknaneen and. Whatever you know,
1: and, you know, yeah. or whatever yeah. like you know that's the thing like. there's a great documentary uh, boxing documentary is based in America and it's exactly what you're talking about but in the context of America it would be black people and why are black people the best boxers in America because they, it's uh, when you don't have access or maybe when you're when you're living in a poor family or in a derelict neighbourhood or a very poor area Boxing is probably the only thing that you can actually use to make yourself rich or for social mobility to move out of that area to a nicer house. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, in in the documentary they, they were talk looking at um what's that super middleweight? He was a champion in prisons and then he was uh, Bernard Hopkins. Oh, well, Bernard Hopkins. I know Hopkins. Bernard well, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. he started yes. the boxing, he was boxing and he was locked up, he was on a sentence, he was in the gangs and stuff, and he started winning prison championships, and then when he got old, he's like a mm. Hall of Famer now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But if uh, he gives great input, he says, like, fellas like me, he says, all we could do was box, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're not going to college, you know what I mean? We don't have any, any money like that. So that's kind of, it's the same here in, a, in, a, in another kind of way, but it's always fellas from, um, tough backgrounds you know and I remember on Joe Rogan um, Mike Tyson was on Joe Rogan Mike Tyson's son was in training and uh, he was saying that he was to Mike Tyson he wants to fight and Joe says you going to let him fight Mike says no way he says I said to my son he says you've never wanted from nothing in your life. He says, you've grown up in a mansion with a pool out the back. He says, <laughs> you're going to come into the ring against somebody like me, no parents, yeah. been in and out of prison all his life, and he's going to murder you. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it's a good point, though. Yeah. It's really putting this into, like, that's the best example you could really give. You know, Tyson grew up in, where, in Harlem, or whatever, yeah. mag yeah. Place yeah. over yeah. in fucking yeah. New York, what was it? New York City, New York City, yeah. And, like you're going up against some guy that's coming from a different area altogether and just took boxing so, up, like, like yeah. Mike Tyson at the age of 18, 19 years of age, was probably, like, I, I would walk into a machine gun battling faster than walking <laughs> into him, like. mine <laughs> yeah. man was just ferocious and he had he power behind him as well, like. He, but there's the, he, it's the
1: eyes, his eyes before the fight, you know, his demeanor, people was afraid of him, yeah, right? like, yeah, he, he yeah. was fighting for his life. Whereas, if a fella he's coming from a middle class neighbourhood, that he's a nice home and everything's right, he likes boxing and I'm fair play to him, he might be good, Like you don't have that fire or that that desire, you know? Yeah. And, like, you know, when you were growing up and you were. Co- when did it dawn on you that this was going to be how you were going on your bread and butter and you weren't going to go for a regular job? This was going to be your life and your career.
2: Well, no. in fact, I actually done an apprenticeship. I'm a sheet metal worker by trade. It's a good job. I qualified in it for a. Eight, nine years, um
1: Not easy to walk away from a stable income so like
2: I didn't exactly walk away from it. it was a bit of a complicated situation. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, you
1: know, I job came
2: to an end anyway and uh you know, it was blessings guys, but I ended up with FECO like in the mm. end then like fellas had the more on the door had more money than me and I had I had to chat with my, my, my coach Pascal like and I said like I, to, I got the bus up down to Dublin there for good 8-9 years like the trains I was moved up and down the train like, at the bus and a penny nothing mm-hmm. like and it was embarrassing actually you know because I had a kid and a partner and all that and I yeah. forgot like but you know um one of my favourite sayings is like what you're referring to about these guys you know uh, myself hunger is a great sauce you know mm-hmm. um, when you you need to win these fights to get it I my my kind of where I broke into the big time was um when he was victorious in Quebec, in Canada, against uh Antoine Douglas, and you know I got the contract from Golden Boy Permissions with um, B. Hop, Bernard Hopkins, yeah. and uh, you know that was my that was where I, I made my breakthrough with a very. Late stage, I think it was about 33, I think yeah. around that, like you know, yeah. I, 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 I. that was around 2017, 2017 was it? yeah, four years ago, so 32. It was a great fight, December of 33,
1: yeah, it was a great fight, December, yeah, yeah. A great, fight, great, great fight, fight for me.
2: Yeah, he was a good fighter, very good fighter, yeah. yeah, he was, yeah, like he was tipped to beat me, but I, I was the bookies underdog. And uh, but um, I trained again, like I have roll back the years there, like I trained like an absolute psychopath for that fight, like I um, you no, know, I used to be be thinking in my mind like I used to be up running up the hill the freezing cold here on Cork Lake, up mm. by the airport there. Up I used to sprint up Mathew Hill and it'd be raining something I'd be in the shorts be fucking cold and uh but I used to be just thinking to myself, there's your man now over wherever he is a like, some nice part of uh, America which he was, showing some lovely place, hot weather, mm. fucking probably his bloody lovely mm. shorts and his top off with his eight pack and here I was fucking running up this hill here in freezing Cork Lake and I used to actually climb up the pole then as well. It's just a bit of a mad strike there like but mm-hmm. I was thinking there's no way he's gonna be doing this like. Yeah. Just climb up the pole, it'd hang over the pole, you know, just a few knee raises from my stomach like and you know, I was thinking to myself well, I was doing all that like when I get in the ring I was visualising it like when I get in the ring and look across at him there's no way he was doing this. Mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. When I got into the ring that on that night his big fucking strong Fit fucker like younger than me, bigger. I think he was twelve years think than twenty three. I was thirty five, like, and no one kind of gave me a chance, like. But mm. I said, I knew I was gonna win, like. Yeah. And uh, I just looked across from him, like, and I was just—that's exactly what I thought to myself, because I was many nights I'd be wrecked tired after training earlier in the day, like. I saw I was always specifically do it at night when I was tired, and I, I was always just get put my shorts and my t-shirt on the bed, like, and I be kind of just wanting to get into the bed. like put the shorts on and t-shirt, and I go over and I. Fly up the hill like mm. and I it could be a killer like mm. but I was saying I'm gonna make it work it. it's gonna pay off yeah. and I did like and I something yeah. in my mind as well i had no vehicle right there, I said I'm gonna buy something nice car or let win like and then I knew if I beat him I get a contract going by and I'm gonna I used to be thinking about oh, buying a house and all yeah. that then
1: like you know What kind of what kind of pressure are you under? Are I completely calm going into that fight? Like there's there's, there's a lot, lot riding in that fight. There's like. a
2: lot of riding in the fight. There's a lot of pressure that way. like, yeah. but I'm very relaxed. I've learned to be relaxed because actually in them am- amateurs I underachieve from my ability. I believe like and for how hard I trained and what used to happen was um, I'd be too anxious about losing. You know, I'd be worrying about losing too much, and I get into the ring, I'd be become tired immediately energy is mm-hmm. gone I could be so fit like I would I would bet my bottom dollar I could be fittest in the whole place yeah. fitter than all the fighters but um I just my energy began to be gone i be too nervous just of losing mm-hmm. not of the fighter I was never afraid of the fighter never was like ever mm-hmm. never in my life but I um so I had to train myself to yeah. overcome that, and I, I, th- I had to have a meeting with myself, as I like to say. I said, if I, if I can't get a handle on this uh, nervousness, I just have to pack it in, Like, yeah. and I eventually just got to the other side of it. In fact, I was so relaxed in Vegas when I fought in the Mew, got knocked out in know, 94 seconds or something, but uh, I was too relaxed.
1: I thought that fight was going to go the other way. As I was like, I like you, you could have done that to him easily, like.
2: Maybe not in the same fashion. I think he's a bigger puncher than me. I think he's the biggest puncher in the whole division. Plus Mm -hmm. he was... Probably probably one of
1: the biggest punchers in history, really. I believe so,
2: yeah. Well, I was told, actually, when I was in Quebec, he's from uh, Canada. Uh, He was fighting Billy Joe Saunders that night. The night I fought in their undercard against Douglas. Um, Funnily enough, we were with some associate of Lemieux, I think he was his ex-manager or something. That He was our chauffeur and um, ex He was extra, he was gone from Lemieux, but he'd nothing, he'd no reason to talk him up. But he was telling us, he was like, he's unbelievable Or he hits harder than Golovkin or Lemieux or um, Canelo. And he could knock out Saunders, but Saunders is just unbelievably slick and just boxed Mm -hmm. the ears off him. Like, and I actually spoke to Billy Joe Saunders the night before the fight, as you know, we were always good friends and um, we fought and we sparred many times. and And he said to me, just look. I tested out his power, but he's just so good. He's that good. He, he actually sampled his power just on his arms just to see how good he, how hard yeah. he He said to me, he hits like fucking hard, man. He said, don't get caught. Ride it out. Be careful. First four or five rounds, he gasses out, and then you'll box the head off him. Like, right? Mm-hmm. But he just caught me. Like, But I was so relaxed. I just thought I was 100% going to win that fight. And I went to sleep for not a, sec- a second, but although it's just, just margins. Like, I patrolled a jab. I hit him with it, and... My right hand as I jab moved over a small bit, and he just—it wasn't—it was actually protecting part of my face, like. But mm. his his hook just came in around the back, hit me on the cheekbone, and I glanced onto my nose. The force was so great, it glanced off. the The blow that actually concussed me was on my cheekbone, but the so was force it skidded onto mm. my nose and broke my nose as well. Is that the hardest
1: punch you ever took?
2: Oh, definitely.
1: Well, well, well I
2: would say so. Although I'm saying that as they say, is the one that you don't see coming is on the one that knocks you show, like, and mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming, and um, I was focused. I was at landing the jab, and I was concentrating on delivering my right i didn't see it coming yeah. but i always at a great chin i've been caught you mine caught me with several great shots and he he's a hard puncher mm. and then uh, he hurt me a few times but he didn't concuss me that i felt like i was going to knock over but i always felt like i had a very good chin yeah I,
1: might, I remember that you fight like you, you took a few heavy shots like I did, you, yeah. you weren't going anywhere
2: no no i got a good gr- i got a good chin uh you know, and I was—I you know what—I had this discussion actually with my ex gym mate, uh, Luke Keeler, and uh, he got—I think he got—he got knocked out himself by a guy called Tom Doran, and uh, I had a discussion with him after the fight. I said, "Luke, fucking hell!" Like, you know, he was like, oh Spike the one thing I had above all else—speed, fitness, whatever—he said was a good chin. But he got knocked out, and he said, "Like, I, he couldn't believe it," and I feel the same, mm-hmm. you know, and that I've been knocked out—it was a, it was a humbling experience, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just goes prove, like, sure see Mike Tyson getting knocked out or whatever, like, anyone can be knocked out, like, you know, and, especially at that level, yeah, when you're fighting the best
1: of the best, like, yeah, yeah. you've only ever been beaten by world champions, yeah. how yeah. do you, how do you respond to a bad defeat like that, like, what, what kind of mental state are you in afterwards, Um you know, like, it's devastating, obviously you have to work with so hard and,
4: yeah, it's,
2: uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit annoying, like, you know, because you've worked so hard and prepared for it, like, and you've been away for the family for weeks, preparing for it much, like, that's what pissed me off most, you know, have mm. kind of failed. I feel like I failed because uh, I wasted my time almost being away. I could have just trained at home and lost anyway. That, that's kind of, yeah, yeah. that's my attitude when I'm in training camp, by, and why I, I might want to win so much, because uh, if I'm going to lose the fight, like, you know, I could have just stayed at home and done a few jogs and done a bit of punch bag out the back and just prepared that didn't for it that and last the fight anyway. But I go to Dublin and I, I spar hard and I prepare hard to the best of my ability and I really want to win. I made that sacrifice away from my family, worked it, you know. Mm. So that's the part. But it's okay when I got knocked out, like Lemieux it was grand, like I was happy enough after, like in a way that I had got the money to buy my family a home, which was a dream for me. And uh, after the Eubank fight, like... You know, I didn't feel so bad either. And I think he was far more motivated than me in that fight mm. because
3: I um There was a lot of tasteful tact going on before well, there wasn't was too well. much there for that. I, I yeah. was the
2: instigator, like, in that particular mm. fight. Just like to get him going, really. Like, I did. Like, I antagonised him, and I was mm. the one that acted the ball, like, and I, was, uh, I chased him to get the fight. The reason being, no, was uh, I knew it would be a big payday. And, uh, mm. you know, to provide for my family, that was my, yeah. my pri- primary goal, you know. So I, I antagonised him to get the fight, and I thought I could win the fight. But it was proved wrong and I, ne- I nearly knocked them out as well. Like all the you know, whole but city like, s-
3: stopped mm, for that yeah. fight. Yeah. In Ireland, like yeah. the, everybody was cheering yeah. you on like you yeah. were the proudest yeah.
1: like and the, every the, every company. Out out yeah. well, oh, yeah.
2: No, the yeah. film when it came out there in twenty nineteen actually. No, yeah. so, that was great actually, Terry McMahon, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: The, the movie was brilliant, yeah. the documentary, like so yeah. It's the hardest thing about being a professional boxer the time away from your kids and your wife.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Without doubt. Well, like the trend is very hard. It's, it's not much easy, but to be going honest, not
1: mm.
2: it's a tough gig, by But uh, the rewards have been good for me. Yeah, do you yeah. know, I got the host and got a car, and I got a, my mamma Cairn and I got a Selena Car like you know, and yeah. so it's been great, like really. But it's with hard work, like, yeah. and know?
1: like for for every Spike O'Sullivan, there's a thousand young fellas that want get Them rewards, you know.
2: Oh, said yeah, there's a million, yeah. you know? that's the truth. Like, it's very low percentage, less than one percent like that get you know fortunate, like I have, you yeah. know. And it uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're better than them at all, like just to get the breaks and you know,
3: yeah. There's one thing about it though, right? Um, if if you're if you're a young fella that has this complete determination and belief that you're going to be a world champion someday. You will become a world champion, like.
2: Yeah, I believe yeah. Uh, I'm 36 now, and I still believe I will become a world champion, you know? like, and uh, yeah. I truly believe that, and I, I, I think I will, and maybe this year, actually, because uh, we have um, plans in the pipeline there. I'm going to Belgium on the 20th of this month, less than two weeks' time, and they're going to do a bit of commentary, actually, we believe, on Facebook, and there's a couple of my gym mates there uh, Craig O'Brien, Niall O'Connor, Ray Miley, Niall Kennedy.
1: I've seen He's Ray not, Milet fighting Norris.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, he's some ballsome, like, he's yeah. a gutsy fucker, like, you know, I tell you, he fought in TJ not right? like that one as well. Yeah, loud. that's right, He yeah. was, uh, I just left as your man, Sean Bond, uh, he's, he's the You like, I'm not so great myself, uh, very poor, actually, but, uh he said, once uh, one stage there, I think it was Ray anyway, or else it was one of them, one of the lads in our gym, they got caught with a good punch, like, and I said, oh, fuck, <laughs> <Do> you know, <laughs> Cantelli, and, uh <laughs> <laughs> Sean Barnes like oh yeah you know, there's uh, spikes uh, French is coming out <laughs> <Do>
3: you know <laughs> oh, Jesus I was was if, if we home and i watching the fighters or anything on the telly or whatever <coughs> it may be I'd be up He'd be dancing around the front room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. like
2: that now. And there recently, my friend Neil Kennedy Derry's from Exeter. He was fighting a guy called Alan Babic, the Savage, uh, who was this big, massive reputation of being the Savage. Blah blah blah. You know, he was a tough fucker, like. But uh, I thought Niall had the ability to beat him, like. But it didn't go right on the night for Niall He just kind of didn't perform. And uh, oh, Jesus Christ, I was watching the the fight with my coach from the Mardake Lake you know and he he never watched a boxing match me before but like I I don't be usually as mad as this but it was a great opportunity for Nile and Nile Kennedy like I I, I really like him I really want him to win Yeah. I was fucking I said my coach like Jesus (laughs) (laughs) I nearly threw I nearly blew his telly out the window (laughs) I swear to God now I was like go on
3: for fucking Nile Nile, you know and the reason I'm laughing is because I'm visualising it now in my head yeah. because I'd be the exact same. My wife would be looking at me and say, where's this mad bastard? Yeah. Where's this mad fella Especially going? Especially when like, there's somebody... Know, yeah, what yeah, the <laughs> fuck is going on there? Like
4: Especially <laughs> when there's somebody Irish that's fighting. Oh, Fucking
1: yeah. head. I probably have more anxiety than you, you know, yeah. and watching Conor McGregor and the same with yeah. and Andy, and Irish boxers, you know, you're, yeah. you're feeling very heavily invested in oh, it. You're, you're completely
3: I mean. attached emotionally. Like. Yeah. You're, yes, you're everything. You're in the moment with... You are yeah. uh, Conor McGregor, or uh, whatever. Uh, what was uh, your man's Collins. I man man Collins. Too, yeah. Like we were always there with him. We were always oh, yeah. it, with him in the ring. Yeah. Maybe not there physically, but we were there yeah. in spirit. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, because yeah. that's one thing about the Irish people. We do follow our own with yeah. everything we have. Do
4: you, yeah. know, you know, that's one
2: thing I actually think of there as well, Ed. Do you ever read the book *Secret*? Yeah. Yeah. not about the universe, like, and the square and the. People willing need to win, like you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the love attraction. Yeah. I feel like that as well. I think there's a lot of uh, love and support for me, and I, I yeah. genuinely feel that, and I believe it, and I, I think it's going to help me to uh, achieve my goal, like yes. know? Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of uh, more so than, than for myself. Really, uh, what I what I kind of dream, about, really is. Um, my kids, like, I like my mm-hmm. kids to be able to say, like, you know, I always thought that that's always something that really truly inspired me. It was like, the you know, I, I, say, I used to get the bus up and down Dublin for years yeah. and the trains and whatnot, and I used to meet loads of women on the train to be chatting to them or whatever, like, you know, and they'd all be saying, like, you know, I was kind of coming wrong to say, well, my dad was a um, shoemaker, my dad used to be a podcast fellow, whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? And what yeah. right, I liked for my kids when they're on the train journey or on the bus, like, in years to come, say, so, well, uh, my dad was champion of the world, like, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. It's something I'd nice love for him to see. be at the like, yeah. you know.
3: That's unbelievable. Like. Yeah. yeah. And this, looking at you, you look so young. I know, yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> so young, uh, like, for what? What are you? I'm 36. I tell like. to be sponsorship. be you hear this now, Specsavers. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. If you the show the Just
1: podcast. podcast is brought to you by Specsavers. <laughs> you
3: know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Somebody asked me there during the week, um, uh, I want to mention who it isn't, guess they don't want me to. This is... What do you put on your face? I says, uh, I could put on a day and night cream from the body shop, you know? <laughs> we were home, my wife was uh next to me when <laughs> when I was been asked the question on social media and I just like I'm the kind of felt like, would uh, oh yeah, just the us were sent in the kitchen in stitches, you know what I mean? <laughs> just because somebody noticed the glow on my face yeah. because yeah, of the cream, yeah. you know. Which it'd be <laughs> nice <laughs> now for the body shop to give yeah. me it for nothing yeah. but you look healthy now like, for yeah. about yeah. sixty years of age, eh? Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, do you know what um, I feel I feel yeah. probably better now and I'm forty than I possibly ever did in my life. and mm. um, because number one, I I, I would have never known how I felt because I had no awareness about life but you know being away from all these chemicals and alcohol and even my mental health mm-hmm. and, and i'm not as stressed as i would have been before constantly in the fight or flight mode i just feel nice and relaxed and yeah. calm you know and i still have to deal with my daily kind of bits and pieces you know some stuff comes up to me and i still have to deal with it and but you know what in general i really really have a, a have a, a good life, and it's not because I have loads of money or anything like that, it's because I really feel good in myself, you know. And I got a lot of gratitude for things. I'm at the moment, now know I'm just starting my own business. I was at one stage, and I wasn't. I was going to the construction firm, now I'm back doing it again, you know. And people have been very, very good to me late. You know, and helping me out, you know, there's like James there from McCarthy Insurance, like he helped me out with uh, a construction insurance court and he did. McCarty Insurance looked after me and just other people, like, have just formed me up and said to me, like, we've, we have a, a job here. You might be interested in doing that, you know, and I want to start employing people like ourselves, like me and GMs are coming from... It's the
1: law of attraction, you know what yeah. Spike was on about, like, because you're yeah. so well in yourself, you're attracting all the mm. people want to help you out because they say, no, wait, Timmy's doing yeah. something good there for the community, Timmy's a good guy, we're going to help him yeah. out, Spike comes across really well, he's a family man, he engages with his fans, he's grounded, yeah. I wish him the best of luck, you know, it's like people yeah. don't like fucking arrogant people, no. Or, no, you no. know.
3: That's what it's about, which is about yeah. Spike, he's just about listening for years, we were fucking, a nuisance to our community, we were... Causing trouble or yeah. causing criminality or getting stoned around the place, but no, we're trying to do what we can for for anybody that needs it and need who asks for a bit of help in any way we can. You know, of course, yeah.
2: Boy, hey, looking very well as well. Like you know, I must that's say me that me. now
1: you know <laughs> me a small bit better.
3: That's for me. <laughs> that's for me. Uh,
1: I've actually backlifting weights for yeah. the last few weeks. So I'm trying to plan. Them yeah, really you, most look, you look, strong. You still lose yeah. the belly. You know, <laughs> it's, actually, <yeah. laughs> you know it's actually, so hard to lose the belly. It like is, yeah. it's fucking stubborn. No, if you're not you like know? dedicated, dedicated, I find this it right diet, on like, trunk. it's around
3: my trunk. Do you know the key is right when you are like that? You're you're on the, the healthy living balls and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I say, why isn't the belly? When you start thinking like that. Just ignore it. Keep going. Shortly after that, the belly starts I to know, shrink.
1: Do you know when I get near the goal, I abandon it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but the key is to keep going. Do yeah. you know it's a pattern that yeah. you probably have I'll in your life.
1: Make the a slip doesn't have to be a catastrophic slip. It can be a day and then get back on this saddle. Exactly. What was your diet? <laughs> yeah,
2: fairly good there. Not the one they actually with a crow called Jim there and up uh, to give me all my meals like, but um, they have them for last good few fights you know top notch food like very yeah. very good like you know so that helps a lot
1: so <coughs> when you're doing a lot of training uh, are you consuming a lot of calories uh, well,
2: you might kind of have to cut down like to be honest because it's making weight like yeah, actually, yeah. It's, it's, uh, is that
4: a hard aspect <coughs> to your career it
2: is it is yeah, yeah.
4: you
3: you cook your own food and all
2: don't you I do all the time my yeah. mom was cooking I was cooking I like, had oh, a lovely steak and Mm. Onions and mushrooms and and <laughs> that's the job. So you I know, treat myself with no cheap meal kind of from there yeah, Jim yeah. Trishamon. Uh,
3: uh, <laughs> I, what I, I, have. I I I ham. Yeah, I I was off meat for about three years. Well, yeah. And then only recently on it for the last four weeks, like I'd say James Mike. Mm. And my wife made a bottle dinner today. Nice We'd, um Cabbage and oh, turnip for anyone that's lived in the road. Remember the old turnip and cabbage? Oh, well. and oh, lovely. And the ham. It's yeah, like, uh, hard to beat. You can't, I missed all that. Yeah, you would. But it's since I started eating meat again, I'm after losing the weight. Yeah, interesting. Because there's more protein. You see, I was yeah, eating oil. less yeah. carbs. Yeah, yeah, less carbs. I was eating all these vegetarian foods, vegetarian sausages, burgers and different things like that. Mm. There was a lot of carbs in them. But I was eating them because I thought, oh, sorry, I'm not eating this, no, i eat this. But there was no protein, I'm just a load of carbs. Yeah. But now I'm back and eating meat. Um, but I'm not overdoing it either, you know. I'm yeah. still eating very, very healthy. And then doing a bit of exercise. You
4: hey, look at you hey, look
3: at us. Yeah, so overall healthy today. Yeah.
1: Uh, just to bring it back to your boxing, can I ask you about your power? You've probably the hardest punch I've seen. You know, it's... Like, are you completely confident that you no know, going in against? I, I suppose if I had that right hand, I'd be very confident that no matter who I'm fighting, I can end the fight at any moment. Do you always t- Yeah, I, I guess I can. Yeah, I can do actually. In fact, I'm right
2: handed, but I've ended more fights with my left hand. I punch a boat very hard, mm. very hard punch your right leg, which is, is a very good thing. And my coach always said to me, like, you could be 11 rounds down. You could last be appointed for the eleven rounds, but you might knock come out in twelve. Mm. With the kind of power you have, you always have a chance. And is that a natural I power? Think I, you have? Was, I was born with it, but obviously I developed it and I, I've trained hard all my life and eaten fairly well. Like mm. I suppose, like that enhances the power. Like yeah. you, you improve you, it as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah improve technique yeah. as well and practice over the years. And actually, I think the whole uh, of twenty twenty. Like I was, I got a punch bag. It took so, a couple of months for it to arrive. Actually, with the whole bloody mm, COVID situation mm. but uh, I had no punch bag for a while but that, maybe that was blessed blessing in disguise too uh, yeah. I had two bursts of air drums actually in my last fight so it took me a while to recover from that and I don't know I enjoyed the break mm. you know it was great you, 2020 was probably the best year of my life even though I'd only do one fight like I loved it like I never got to spend so much time on my life my, my kids like geez, my miss my mm. snow works four days a week and the chemist like like mm. But it was a home every day with the kids, like, I loved it. Yeah, that's brilliant. But it, like, I was that. Uh, yeah. you get to know them too, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, you oh, would. Yeah. But I'd be very close to them, like, but, yeah. you know, just the whole time we were baking and lots of fun, like. Yeah. you Yeah.
3: Know, that sounds beautiful.
2: I it
1: was, I, yeah. yeah. No, 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 great. Great. I, and, you know, I've no kids, right? But I have two <clears> dogs. and Two <throat> man if, dogs. If we went back to normal in the morning, my dogs wouldn't know what to do, like. Because they're so used to us being at home, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And from to go back, out the back, nine to five, like, Jesus yeah. Christ. But uh, yeah. there's, good, there's good aspects of being at home. and There's positive aspects to the lockdown. But then the negative, obviously, is the gyms, especially, you know, not having that outlet. But you do, because you're I in a lead the athlete. Gym,
2: yeah. Yeah, lead athlete. Yeah, i athlete, so That's I have trendy. to go to the... I can go to Dublin, like, train my boxing gym, like,
1: and and Pascal's know, gym. When you're training for a fight, do you stay in Dublin too? I do, yeah. In Pascal's, Gaff?
2: No, no, I stay in a hotel oh yeah.
3: yeah yeah there's some hotels open for, for business oh, like there's that, loads of there? open.
2: Yeah. I actually yeah. I stayed in City West there for about 8-9 years I'm friends with a lot of staff there like, but they're actually closed down now oh, kind of as such because the COVID the government took them over for the COVID so I'm staying out in uh, the Carroll Hotel they're in Lanchestown it's great they're very nice there as well and they're they're leaving me open. open. they open the gym privately for me mm-hmm. the whole gym the whole gym to myself and that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the for the general public's not open or whatever, yeah. but, um they gave me they said mm-hmm. I I because of the fight like that's the job. Yeah. I need to train yeah. two or three mm-hmm. games a day, like.
1: Do you know a, <clears throat> if you were the magic wand and you three fights left, you three fights left, who would your three opponents be?
2: Jeez, well, whoever's world champion at late middle bit anyway, uh, mm-hmm. I'd like a rematch with Lemieux as well before I retire, I believe that I'd beat him you know um, I, I believe that it was yeah. a, I'm not going to go so far to say as a fluke punch it kind of was but like he's been throwing those great punches for years and I mean he threw it he landed it he kind of wasn't even looking actually if you see the if you see the shot like he was kind of looking this way and I, I hit him And but uh, I'd like to fight him again I think uh, I'd beat him like for example uh, McGregor's last fight he fought uh, that guy yeah, you know yeah. he beat him convincingly in the first fight pretty quickly you know, but he got beaten in the rematch and I believe it would be the same between me and Lemieux and Mm. I was actually thinking about that whole scenario whilst, um, Poirier was preparing for the McGregor fight I was thinking like what's in his head now like, you know, Mm. how was he feeling about it over what happened in the first fight and I thought to myself like, I'd be delighted to fight Lemieux again I'd, um, I have no question, no qualms yeah. over, Like I believe I beat him. You yeah, know, I think
1: I would actually just try him. Yeah. yeah, I think you would too. What's yeah. the
3: possibility of a
2: fight like that? Um, well, I'm gonna concentrate first. Like I, I want to become first and foremost, I want to become world champion. So my weight division, now was like middleweight. Like Lemieux has gone up to super middleweight. He struggles to even make that, but I'd, yeah. I'd, 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 i go up the weight, but like <clears throat> to meet him again. Um, yeah, just lift a bit more weights and just. Mm be that weight like further than the time I fought I my the longest training camp in my career about 13 weeks and um, I was I was walking around on weight at middleweight but I'm too small for middleweight anyway really but I don't have too much cardio and I was bang on middleweight like I was walking around literally when I weighed in I actually getting into the ring that night I was 161 pounds which is only a pound over the weight division like most to Lemieux was 179 pounds 18 pounds heavier than me in the Mm. night like you're at a disadvantage yeah, straight away massive. when you're going up a weight. I saw Roy Jones has done the commentary on the fight. He said it's a cruiserweight against a middleweight, like mm. he's like three weight divisions mm. above me, like in the ring. Yeah, you know. Uh, who's the elite, uh at your weight class at the moment? Um, one of the Charlo brothers, or twins, there from New York. I think that I heard he's going to move up to middleweight soon. So, you know, I'm not sure. Like,
1: yeah, that's that's who you would have. right. would you have to have? Uh, do you need to pick up one or two wins in the meantime to put yourself back in contention I do yeah
2: and I will yeah. When's the, have, have you anything like no- yeah end of April I think I'm going to fight an unknown soon you know that's yeah. what we're kind of yeah. talking about at the moment you know I'm yeah. going, going to Belgium there for the 20, on the 20th of March and I think I'm going to return there to the same place and fight myself uh, at the end of April as far as I know like, yeah. but it hasn't been announced yet and uh, I think that's where my coach is mm. negotiating at the moment. Like, Does, they
1: don't give him much time between announcing it and the fight actually happening.
2: Yeah, but I, I've been in training camp there the last three weeks. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm helping uh, Craig O'Brien. I'm sparing with Craig. He's fighting on the 20th of March, so I'm, I'm sparing him for his preparation. And when he's finished this fight, providing all goes well From him, um, he's going to come back and mm. help me.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking about when you were talking there about, um, do you know, just being able to tell your kids you know, that you were world champion? Do you know Michael Bisping, he's from Manchester, I do, yeah. UFC Middle West. I don't
2: know him personally, but I, I know all of him. He like, yeah. like comes like across like, like a genuine <clears throat> yeah. Wine yeah. I like
1: him. He's tough, oh. he's working class. Yeah. Like also, I was a lot of, uh, and he's only from Manchester. But he was on Joe Rogan. Now, oh, again, this, like, Joe Rogan needs to be paying me at this stage. I keep on mentioning his podcast. <laughs> yeah. But uh, someone in the days no Joe Rogan, we say Spike was on the on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But uh, he you know was the You never know, answer. yeah. yeah you never know. Like we yeah. know, we put no limits on any of it. No. But um, uh, Michael Bistaping was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was a middleweight, and he would had a couple of title fights and far at the elite, and kind of just come short a couple of times. Yeah. And he was in training, not, not training for a fight, but keeping him shaped, you know that, and mm-hmm. waiting. Maybe something would happen. And the middleweight champion, there was a fight scheduled. The fighter pulled out because of an injury. Got a phone call it was a rematch against Luke Rockhold and he was in and knocked him spark out and became middleweight champion and retired he says that's all I wanted to do I just want to be middleweight champion I want the belt home to my kids and that was it everything I'd worked for I was realised in that moment but you never know what's around the corner you never know I just uh, as I
2: said the uh, the book the secret like you know and um, I believe that I will become world champion Like, and it could be like that you know I'll I'll, I'll be ready and I get the call you know, I was kind of tipping away as such, you know, and, uh, you know, I just believe it's the des- my destiny and, uh yeah. get
1: you, there. you read, you read The Secret, is there any other things you do to keep your mental state on point as well as your physical shape.
2: Um,
1: just stay away, stay away from alcohol for the most part, I suppose.
2: Yeah, when I'm in training camp, I would, like, I'd have to, like, you know, like, for a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah. Um I read another book I liked actually was The Alchemist by Paul thought that was a good book too mm-hmm. book. you know about not going astray and just following your, your, your journey like keep going like yeah
3: but you seem like a uh, very calm yeah. person anyway in general if you yeah, come across am, yeah. as a really calm energy as, as I am yeah for
2: for, for for the most part like I am like eh? yeah so I became I think I'm a lot more calm though, than I was when I was younger like yeah. became, became calmer like you know and, i kind of comfortable enough now as well, like, which makes things easier, like, yeah. you know. You seem content. I'm very content. Yeah, very yeah. settled in
1: yourself, like. Yeah, I am, yeah. It's a great place know, to be. It is, right. Like, you know, in way, yeah.
3: being in front of thousands, twenty 20,000 people in a <clears throat> boxing match, you know, and just looking around, does, does that, does being in positions like that actually help you to become more confident and, you know, uh, like, Say for instance, you don't get anxious anymore, or you, you don't say, "Oh, am I in the right spot here?" or just should I be here?" Do you feel? Do you have that full belief now that you you deserve to be here? Um, I My belief
2: in good enough, yeah, to be not least. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. I know. That. I I don't think I know. I know it. Like, yeah. you know, that I know that I belong there, and I can do it, and I can fight these guys for sure. And uh, but um, I enjoy it. Like, it's great yeah. to get there. Like, you know, and uh, should you... Use I was fighting the Glen there in front of half a dozen people some nights like and to be fighting in these places like uh, it's a dream come true you know it's amazing and I just kind of take it in and like, I'd be very relaxed and calm and just enjoy it like yeah, you I know do you
1: ever get over by uh, an occasion
2: do you know what no the only one that ever kind of uh, kind of got me a bit you no know, like you know I admit it like was um, the Eubank fight because the reason being was um, a big fan of his dad still am do you yeah. know I like him like and uh because that's a great character, like I've always liked him. And um I used to watch him growing up, uh, all all his fights, you know. Mm. And they went; it's the first freshman fight I ever attended. Actually, it was nineteen ninety five. Parky Queef, Steve Collins, Chris Eubank, yeah. like I was actually yeah. going for Eubank, like I thought they'd be on the And they're going <laughs> for him, but I was a big fan. I was only eleven years of age, like. Mm. And uh, you know, I'm very good friends with Steve you now, and his train, his brother's my trainer, and yeah. you know, we left- how The
1: world works so. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We laugh, you no, know, like you know, but like. Um when I fought you bank like I remember I used to watch every fight sitting on the coach with my dad like and uh, the fucking crows was brilliant like you bank you bank you know and then I was fighting his son and it was in the uh, tourine in London, it was twenty odd thousand people to the fight like and I was just I remember at one point the fight like I think he might have been getting on top of the fight and they were like, bank the crowd I was like, it brought me back to the fucking coach. Yeah. But my dad I was like, This is fucking my dream in here is this fucking happening. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, unreal. It was, it was, yeah.
3: yeah. It was Jeez, Yeah, it was, yeah. Jeez, we brought back into a moment like that, oh, you know. Honestly, God, because they, I, ble- I believe it 100%, it's yeah. because of the chant, like it's it
2: brings you back. It was, it was the lowest chant yeah. I ever heard when I yeah. he was fighting. Yeah. When they fought in Nipshun, actually, there was a man, I think he was a caretaker or, whatever, of the Neptune Stadium since it opened. And I was I was up actually playing bingo one night with my my missus, my mother-in-law and my mother. And uh, I was fucking sick of the bingo. Like I said, look, I'll go up to the chipper there by parochial hall and i get you a bag of chips, girls, like what you want, whatever, blah, 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 And up to the chipper anyway. And they uh, bumped into this fellow, I did who he was. He was spike, yeah. I'm the caretaker or whatever. It's down below Neptune since whatever year low up and they can't remember the year no whatever he said 85 yeah. or something like that he goes I tell you he goes I was there for every event but I never heard an eyes like it by the night you came out to the ring you know just yeah. low there but nothing compared to the auto 2 in London like oh, massive crowd like yeah. That's, <clears throat> yeah that's some that's
3: some achievement what's it mind? like walking out
1: know to thousands of fans
2: that that, that that no um, like and a couple of other nights like as well but like I I like to stand there and just look around, like, 'cause you know, <clears throat> it okay. was the stuff I watched on telly growing up. Now, as a young fellow like my dad, like we always watched boxing, like throughout my life, and she's uh, just great to be there, like, and actually, I was saying she's just so of home, no, watch me on the telly doing this late, you know, and I, I was, it's great to like to do what I was, what I, my dreamt of. Mm. It was lucky, like I feel very fortunate, like you know. But I worked hard for it, like yeah. I did work hard for it, I was dedicated enough. But I had my times off as well. Yeah. I didn't box there for five years at one point, like <clears throat> yeah. oh, yeah. I was running lockman and boxing with My mum and dad were running a like, and I was kind of the coach with them. And my brother was not that lake, but uh, I wasn't doing very much boxing a lot of myself, you know. I was doing more drinking and playing soccer in lake, and all that, like, and. Just caught people. I always tip away into a bit of bag, and not near enough. Like, mm. to, you know, four or five years. Like, and why? Why was that? Did you just um, fall out of love with it or? I had a kid. I had a kid at uh, nineteen, and uh, I was doing my apprenticeship, and uh, I had another kid at twenty-three. Mm. Like, and uh,
1: it was kind of. I, I think your last round. Like in in, in oh, I, I think them four or five years maybe you could have achieved the heights that you got to maybe be, at a younger age and which maybe not, like
2: you know, mm. I might have been ready and yeah. uh mightn't be physically as strong as I was when I was twenty three when mm. I did become a professional and um everything for a reason. I was just talking mm. there, Timmy, with that earlier on there mm. when we were at the coffee there, so, like do you know, no, I think uh myself is kinda of destined for you, I feel like and
1: yeah. uh no, uh you can't have any regrets you right? know mm-hmm. what I mean been good to you
3: that's it Nick. no yeah just I yeah. suppose yeah. I suppose when kids come on and spike too you have you're you responsible for them you have to provide for them, Yeah. you know and, and, and sometimes your dream has to be put at the standstill yeah. to give time to them and to be able to provide for them and you yeah. know um, I can completely understand what <coughs> you're saying there and. but then the passion for it probably came back in again and look, look at it now I always kind of had a passion for it, like you know. Yeah. When I was in the gym, and I was, as I say, I never completely
2: of boxing. Like we started, we opened up Rowan and Boxing at Eighteen. Like when I was eighteen, like my mother and father up at Lockman, and uh, it was a very successful, like club and all. And we'd, you know, thirteen or fifteen national champions in the ten years we had the club. and from work class area down to man like and we had some great fighters down there. But uh you know, I just wasn't really competing myself so much. Really, like yeah. I was more mm-hmm. coaching, and you know, probably fucking up a few points at the weekend and playing soccer and. I don't know. like do you know but uh, what all happened Then how I actually became a professional it was kind of kind of a f- fluke really yeah. I suppose um, I was but uh, I decided to like, box in the other ones again and I did and then um, I was twenty, about 22 at the time 23 or something around that and uh was uh, a guy called Billy Walsh from Saint Coleman's Shannon Gary direction and he was out in America boxing and my coach Pascal Collins was his coach and this they decided to bring Billy back to Cork for a, a night to fight like you know and they were looking for an amateur in Cork like kind of a good amateur the best amateur whatever that would attract the crowd basically and turn professional and I wasn't really taking to too serious anyway eh? so I got a call from Pascal like said would you be become um, a professional would you have a pro fight like I said fuck it would be great like I loved uh, it uh, I thought at the time like oh jeez Five, uh, I remember thinking, like, I'll have a pro fight, and I was great, like, mm. you know, everyone knows know I was a pro boxer, mm-hmm. like, that's what I was thinking, like, Supercon, like, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I just thought I had the one fight, and that was it, like, and that's the way it kind of worked out. I had one fight, then he called me up about two months later, he said, come here, um, will you fight over in uh, Boston? I said, Boston? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. A few said he was fighting fucking Tyson Fury, and I said, yeah, Grant, just to get the bus because I'd never been in America, like, mm-hmm. and uh, none of my family were either. And um, I was like, fucking right, I will. Let's, let's go well, off to Boston anyway for a fight. So I won over there and it was great. Like, I think I knocked him out in one round actually. And then, fuck it, was great. And I uh, came back then and just took the next fight. We fight in Dublin, right, Grand? Won that fight, you no. Know, and uh, just kind of went down there, fight by fight. Like, mm-hmm. there was no plan. Yeah. Just happened. really, like, just all happened, like, yeah.
1: That's brilliant, that's yeah. a brilliant story, like, because yeah, you know, really, right?
2: we never had a contract either, no, we well, said in Pascal, like, just yeah. it was a handshake, like, yeah. he knows me, like, I'm kind of grand, like, I wouldn't be acting about like, I just, yeah. you know. Turn you know, up and knock them the over, that's, 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 that's it. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, some of the most you know, we locked into a couple of year contract yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We just, we, we always just had a handshake,
1: that was it, Nick. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He seems like a, a nice fella, Pascal. Uh,
2: salt to the earth, yeah. yeah. There's, there's like a lot
1: of bad blood in boxing at the moment. There is. A lot of bad negativity around, you know, contracts and stuff that we won't get into here, like, you know. So it's great to have that relationship, you know. Yeah, It's probably yeah. unique in the sport today. Boxing,
2: boxing like, is a corrupt sport, like, and there's a lot of corruption in boxing, like, you know, throughout the decades, like, and mm-hmm. never, it's never any different, really. But, you know, Pascal's a sound old skin, like, yeah. you know, yeah, genuine feel, like
3: yeah, no, he comes across the like any, that too. Do you know of any raw, raw talent that's coming up in the in the youths or young fellows that are coming on that could have should be mentioned because 'cause they're real potential?
2: I like there's a one guy you now kind of like an origin there, Niall O'Connor, like he's 28, like he's kind of, he's a slow burn, like it's hard to get the fights with current circumstances in Ireland, like mm. particularly like, and there's no pro fights in Ireland for the last couple of years, and unfortunately for Niall, like, and I've been fortunate to be based in America, but Niall is getting the fight now in Belgium on the 20th. I think he's a, look. He reminds me of Canelo. He's he's a foxy fucker as well. Like <laughs> big, and he's like an Afro because he can't get the uh, yeah, the barbers. Course. Like looks really good though. He's unique style. Like and I think it's good. And uh, um, jeez, oh, I just I was another ginger fucker over there. <laughs>
4: what well, do you think he's
2: wearing? the hat. He's <laughs> 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 better off at a club. I'd say. We never sparrow. We sort out later on. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Stead, no. <laughs> <Stead road>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think uh, but, like no O'Connor no, is a good fighter and another fellow Up and coming in the gym as well. Rhys Moore his name is—he's Morrefort, tall, soap big. He's uh, six foot three. He's super middleweight. You know, it's uh, its he has got good height and being left hander as well is more awkward to deal. with like, so he. He could do well, and we have a guy, lovely, very nice story. I know his fellow, he's trying to get his paper sorted out in light in Venezuela. His uh, is his name. Very one of the hardest workers in the gym. He trains hard, mm-hmm. and I, I know him too. Uh, I hope he gets his, uh, you know, his paperwork sorted out so he can travel and stuff like. He's like us, like I don't know. He's an asylum seeker, I guess. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, but like. He's a very nice fella, like, and I just, uh, you know, I've got to know him very well, like, yeah. and he's so rude, like, you know, some people yeah. look down upon asylum seekers yeah. and all that, like, or, yeah. you know, That's different ridiculous. races and all that, like, yeah. I don't, like, I, I think everyone's yeah. the same, like.
3: I mean, yeah, I'm pretty much like yourself, in, in that sense, believing that everybody deserves an opportunity, an opportunity mm. to be their best version of themselves and be able to work and provide a living for, for themselves and their family, no matter where they're from. You yeah, what country you're from and yeah.
1: isn't great as well boxing is the, probably is one of the few sports that's universal, like in yeah. every country in the yeah. world with boxers yeah.
2: or gym now in Dublin is brilliant like uh, the Caligari or gym uh, you know it's like a, a, I don't know a multinational gym we have a couple of Romanian guys that are fucking so no like, mm-hmm. I've actually been learning a bit of a Romanian actually because I've got two good friends in Cork Romanian I've actually got another friend actually in Kinsale he's remaining chef and yeah. two other friends there in Cork I hanging around with all the time they're people I see most frequently actually yeah. uh, and the, the boys actually uh, and the gym are like and the yeah. uh, Venezuelan yeah, one like, and they're all very hard workers like
1: what's that Venezuelan guy Jorge Linares oh yeah he's, a big fan of him, he's yeah. he's unbelievable
2: Geez, there's some there's been some unbelievable Venezuelan fighters yeah. I can't remember how Jesus sent the guy into the group there he's one of the most ferocious fighters of all time but he, fuck, he done something crazy in the end, I think, I don't know. He done something bad anyway. Like mm. I think very bad. Like, yeah. but he was undefeated world champion. He battered everyone. He was between. Mm. He started a slaughter. Everyone. Like he was violent, unbelievably violent. Yeah. But I can't remember his name. i I never heard of him until Jesus mm. put him into the group. Yeah.
1: Like, probably took the violence outside the ring. He did, yeah, uh, he did. Happens. I think he.
2: Do you know what? No, I can't fully recall yeah. the story, but he done something very bad. I think. Yeah, I think you might have killed a few people or something I, I'm not sure I think it was yeah. a fucking I think I remember looking back at the thing it was a bad thing anyway Yeah. at the time like you know it was a bit disappointing like yeah. you know it just fashion. goes to
3: show too yeah, about people that really have tough lives They have a lot of anger stored with them when they get into a ring they leave that anger out and they become superior really. They become big names in 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 that sport because of that violence. Yeah,
2: Mike Tyson's a bit like that, but I actually met Mike there a couple of years ago and he's actually um changed like he's a great nice guy to be around like very nice. There's yeah.
1: a documentary on Sky at the moment, uh, Bruno and Tyson. Bruno, oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually very good. I watched it, it's very good. It's more around. Bru- it's an English documentary, it's more around Frank Bruno. Yeah. Frank Bruno seems like a gentleman. Oh, you know? big time.
2: But I met him as well and I yeah. talked to him frequently, actually. Yeah. Um, and so I was meeting him privately. But you
1: know, I like. Um, do, you know, to speak but, do you know what he reminds me of? He's lovely, by him. Do you know him? Like, he. he He was at elite level, but Mike Tyson was an obstacle he couldn't overcome. It made me, and it was to his detriment in the end. He couldn't let that go. It was really impacted him even after he retired. Yeah, a similar thing with uh, um, Ricky Hatton coming up against Mayweather and Pacquiao, just kind of not being able to and really destroying him afterwards. You know, Um, and like I hope that. If you don't become the world champion, but you could become the world champion, it's not like it's a very real possibility that you could, but if you don't that you're able to accept that too. you I know? will accept
2: it, I will accept it. I've no problem. Mm-hmm. I could probably walk away now like from boxing like it's important I've
1: to had to get, a great career. I've had a great time it, the, like to get out of it with your marbles intact, your mental health, your physical health, everything is intact. With you your house bought, your car. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does that, you know what I mean? And that's no. so important. Right? Oh, I I yeah, I could never
3: see no. it happen to you. No, I,
2: I, could, I can could yeah. walk away. I know. Oh, to yeah. be honest, with it, like, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Like, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm grand. Like, but you know, you're not I'm, finished either. I'm more. not finished. I believe. I still yeah. do believe. I will become more champion, But I, I'm happy. I'm content enough. I can yeah. walk away. You now, Like at this moment, uh, you know? And I'm, I'm grand. Like, yeah. If, yeah. If, you, if I could work, and I would. I don't want to insult yeah, and I'd work in such places. I'd work
3: anywhere. I can give a shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know? It doesn't bother me. It like, comes with, with life as well and, and experience and, like, That humility. Yeah, being humbled yeah. by anything it doesn't matter you'll be able to do whatever you need to do to provide for yourself and your family you know that's, that's it like. that's a man yeah but it's, uh, it's easy it's easy yeah.
1: to get swept it's easy to um, not keep your fear on the ground when you're fucking knocking off fellas all the time and, oh, it's very
2: uh, easy to me it comes very easy to me but right? to just I don't think I don't think it's very right. really great I don't think it's great I don't think it's I don't I don't feel any greater for it yeah. like I feel grand like it's grand like yeah you know Fair well I hope the next it's just, time it's just a yeah, uh, like, kind of I kind of enjoy it, don't I? I like getting the money for the, yeah. to provide my family and yeah. uh, so that's great like it's good but you know like I would have loved to be in a boxer like.
3: yeah do you know what, I would no? have fucking loved to been inside in the ring just because I had that raw aggression and anger as well growing up and I would have been fairly mild violent as well yeah. But, I would have loved to have been able to pick it up at a young age. And channel the you know, Russian, And channel it and used it. Because I, I I would have done a, a white collar thing there for a while back. I yeah. got beat as well. I got beat by pints by a, a different guy. Um, it, but I enjoyed it. And you know what? Um, I would have loved to have been in some form of contact sport like that. Boxing was one. Soccer was one. Rugby was another That's one. Great I would person, have loved yeah. to have been a UFC fighter because I always believed like, that I had this kind of warrior kind of, <laughs> in my <the, laughs> previous life. I, you know, yeah. Or else it was just the survival that I had to do in this life, the warrior, the, the gladiator, just to get me through my own struggles as a young person and in my teens and then my other life, trying to get through... Addiction and different stuff that went down in my life, you know, but...
1: I think you have the physical attributes for a combat person, don't you? Strong-looking like? strong man to me, yeah. yeah. It's very mm. strong-looking, like,
2: jeez, uh, um, mm. my, I, my, my uh, boxing was never fueled by aggression, like, you know, like, say, uh, Mike Tyson, one of these, you now, like, yeah. I, I need to keep calm, you know, and conserve mm. my energy, that's where I need to be, and just, I never boxed through for hate or divines. I boxed for love, for... Mm provide for my family like yeah. I want to win to get money for them to provide for them that's all I, I have no intention to hurt my opponent I just want to yeah. win the fight that's unreal that's it and I wish my opponent the best and I never want to hurt them badly like you obviously have to hurt them a bit to win the fight like but you know not, not I, I wish I wouldn't cut him if I could and just mm-hmm. knock him whatever like you know what I mean just do what you had to do to yeah. yeah Yeah. know like yeah. I always obviously you have to try knock him out to win the fight like rather than win your own tap around own the pines. Mm-hmm. like you know, but, no bad blood. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. No,
1: no, no. I have uh, one more question. I've one
2: be... more question for Timmy there. Go on, go on for so, when you had your white collar fight, yeah. I've had this conversation with many people. And lots of my friends, they, um, they like fantasize about being a boxer and yeah. they said, I would love to fight. And I said, like, you know, the white collar experience. So, was I said the adrenaline was an incredible. Free fight, was
3: it? Do you remember that? Um, It was just. Do you know, I was mad, I was trying to focus, I mean, was going into the rain, and there was a crowd there, and it, obviously, no, know, we were doing it for charity, a yeah. cause and whatever, but it's just, I had everything going in there, but no technical skills, you know. Like, I knew what I was able to do if I was fighting on the street you know you know you could look after <laughs> yourself you know but going in there is different it's a different story yeah and i had none of what i needed in that ring <laughs> yeah. you know the tech I the muscles, and so it, the muscles. Did, did, yeah. yeah and i got gassed out as well because <laughs> yeah but and the guy i was uh fighting was um he was a boxer. He was throwing a club, but I was just laughing. I had to the, the fight against him, but
1: there's no like if you see it, these YouTube fiends now fighting, you know. Mm. Um, the recent one there, um, Paul, one fella had the fundamentals and the other fella didn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter, like, that's a very like it's fundamentals to boxing, and I'm not a boxer. But if you want to have the fundamentals, like, you're way more of an advantage just to fill oh, out of course. That thought, it you It doesn't, I mean? doesn't,
2: doesn't make sense. I, yeah. I can't believe the made you fight a boxer, that's ridiculous. But, mm. do you know, no, like, what I wanted, more alluding to was, like, your, how you felt. Did you feel like you gassed up because of the anxiety, the pre-fight, you nervous? Uh, yeah. I nervous was, of losing, and, I
3: was all, Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, that was a big thing as well. Do yeah. You know, I wanted, like, I wanted to win. Yeah. Like everybody else that was during <laughs> the night. But, you know what? I also took, uh, the loss, like for me to lose something like that, uh, coming from where I've came from in my own life, that was a major step for me, you know, mm. because of who I was before and get, you know, and to be able to accept that and feel it and and and, and look at how I was feeling after it and the ego saying I this and that, I was able to say okay, like you mm. don't have to win everything. Uh, good yeah, for you. you know, I so enjoyed it. Every leg. yeah, everybody around me enjoyed it. You know, I really had a good night. You know, yeah. Do you know what? Until I, I, my wife got too drunk and I had to bring her home to bed. I was plenty strong enough to bring
2: her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I always say to my daughter, like, you know, it's like getting in life, like you just. I think it was, I was speaking to someone about this earlier, like. You just try your best, like, in and, and mm. anything you do, and that's, that's all one can expect of you in any situation. Just try your best, like, and that's yeah. it, like.
3: And feel the fear and just do it anyway. That's that's it,
2: just do it, like, and, you know, sure, like, if you try your best, that's it, like. There's
3: yeah. two very, very good bits of, of advice: feel the fear and do it anyway, and just try your best, and, and,
2: and, and Shady, that's it. What yeah. more can on one expect of you, like, all you can mm. ever do in anything is your best, and that's it. And, mm. you know, if your best isn't good enough, it's nothing.
3: Yeah. yeah, I suppose when you put too much on it yourself and give your, you know, like nobody else is going to put the pressure on you, but it's the amount of pressure you put in yourself. We have to understand and learn. Like, don't be killing yourself. Try your best, you know, and, and do what you can. And and that took me a long, long time to to figure out, you know, because I would have had that perfectionist nature as well, even in college and stuff like that. And nobody else is just. I, do your best, and mm. if if you if you give it as much effort as you always has, without the ang- anxiety behind it, saying you have to do this and do, do you know? Yeah, that's a good
1: point to me. Yeah. Mm. But uh one thing I want to ask you before you finish: um who's your top three boxers of all time? Jeez,
2: such a hard question? I yeah. oh give you gosh. five, so top five. Jeez, oh, <laughs> Mys- myself, obviously,
1: <laughs> <laughs> except for yourself, <laughs>
2: <Not>. <laughs> Uh JC oh, Van der Holyfield, I, I really liked him. I actually got to meet him in New York when I was fighting there in Madison Square Garden. Actually six years ago today. Actually I was in New York preparing for the fight. Yeah, funnily mm. enough. Um i was a big fan of his mm-hmm. like um interesting man, I a picture now like getting a notification
1: yeah. on my phone this day six years ago and there we are with fucking evander Holyfield. they're um, great memories yeah unreal have, you know?
2: yeah unbelievable i don't have that system my phone amuses technology Really, to be right. honest uh, a few of my friends actually sent it out to me they're like the picture there of you outside madison square garden six years ago i didn't even know it myself <laughs> but uh, yeah he's unbelievable like there's so many sugar real Le- Le- leonard like was unreal and my own man there, my promoter, Delahaye like he was unbelievable as well. Last night, was actually talk that I might be fighting him there, actually, in fact. You know, did I hear uh, him second, mind about you know, making a comeback? He's making a comeback, yeah. He's in training. He's, like, you know, but I'm actually the second favourite in the um, bookmakers to fight him. Like, and I think it could happen, you know. Even though you're saying that he's... Yeah, yeah. Oscar go- a does yeah. It matter. Yeah.
1: He's making a comeback. Yeah. Really? There's a lot of people don't like him. Was he Like oh, him, he yeah. yeah, he's nice, yeah. He
2: was yeah. one of the best... Oh, he was unbelievable. He Sixth was a six He was world, un- world champion. He was unlucky against Mayweather, wasn't he? he was yeah. some people? Some people dispute the, 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 how they thought he won the fight. Like you know? so, um, Yeah.
3: Are you still signed with? with he, signed Golden
2: by Yeah. Yeah, I probably will be for the rest of my career. Mm. Like, I got a great working relationship with them. Like you know, that's
3: fantastic, Spike. Yeah. 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 Oh,
2: yeah. It's great. Like that, and it'd be Aaron.
3: great. Imagine, imagine going into the ring to actually fight. Yeah, like legend. A, but legend. like we're legend. professionals,
2: and we'd have a fight. Like I'm sure we'd probably yeah. have a drink after the fight. Like if, and there'd be no hard feelings. Yeah. Well, wh- whoever wins, like just to truth. But there'd be none from my side anyway. Yeah. If he beat me, or yeah. you know, I'd be going to beat him. Like I'd go to beat him, of course. Like yeah. every fight, I'd always got to win. But uh, yeah. you know, this, I'm mm. sure, I'm pretty sure he'd be the same. Yeah. You
4: know, he's a nice
1: Robert guy. Uh, what about like? Would you be interested in a in MMAF? somebody from MMA coming over or YouTube or does any of that um, if the money was right would you do it
2: I'm not I'm not sure to be honest
1: like you know I just talked to this talk I
2: was gonna fight a bare knuckle fight kind of a thing yeah, BKB yeah. there yeah, in Vegas a uh, good few years ago I had fuck all money at the time and uh, I thought I told him like I said yeah I'll have it like mm-hmm. Pascal actually rang me he said will you fight your man there in the uh, bare knuckle I said I oh, will yeah and I'd say I'd be quite good at it now to be honest like, I'd I hit very hard him, yeah. and I'm fairly tough now like yeah, actually yeah. and uh, you know I'm fucking I'm fairly hard now like yeah. I'd have to fight alright and rate. you
4: but can I, bring your
3: three skills as well into the box
2: you know yeah I'm pretty good at that but I uh, fuck it I don't think so now nah you, you can, don't need to know any. you I don't need to, no, I don't uh, nah I probably unless I said look here's fucking three million now yeah, <laughs> I'll say okay, I'll have it there and jump down and have to run around.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what YouTuber would we get for
3: Timmy? 500 euros every grand. Timmy and <laughs> <in> Joe, <Jordan.
1: laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that's Oh, that's just that. Spike? has been a pleasure talking. Yeah, the next time you're on the podcast, we'll have a belt with John. I will, I I you, yeah. actually, you. I will, I tell you, I will. actually I have a
2: uh, feeling I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I have a few of them up there at home actually. I can see it You on know
1: yeah, well, I can see it WBC or yeah. IBF or WBA or whatever mm-hmm. you know, I wish I the best of luck for the future Yeah, and he will do exactly which one to be world champion mm-hmm. and um, when that happens come back on the podcast <coughs> <Yeah>. and until <coughs> then best yeah. of luck with everything bye thanks a million thanks Spike <coughs> cheers <coughs> Pat <laughs> I'll cut that out <laughs> uh, thanks a million to me thanks thank thanks, Rowan, and thanks to everybody that watches and we'll see you all again next week bye take care